So unless maybe you've been living under a rock, then you're definitely aware of vaccine mandates going on in various places. Obviously in New York City, I'm definitely very much familiar with the whole vaccine mandate thing, which basically says go take this still experimental vaccine that hasn't been approved by the FDA for its exact combination. And then we're gonna let you go into public life, going to theaters, bars, clubs, not having to wear mask places, or at least that was the initial narrative. Now it's, oh, you can still get the COVID even though you got the vaccine and you still have to wear a mask. Initially when it was touted, it's, oh, get the vaccine and your life will be back to normal. And we'd really appreciate it if you get the two shot deal with mRNA in it. However, we're also cool with you getting the one shot Johnson and Johnson vaccine that has no mRNA in it, at least in the list of ingredients. And you can't put magnets on your arm and things like that. And I do know that because I actually got the Johnson and Johnson vaccine and I tried putting a magnet on there. It did not stick. I don't know about any other ones. I haven't tried that. I could probably ask my mom sometime about it, or I could go ask my fella because they got Pfizer. Or I could ask my gay bestie who got Moderna if his arm does that, but I have no idea. But I did my own research and made my own choice for things like that. I find it disgusting that people are basically being told, oh, you have to get this treatment or you don't have a right to have a job. You can't work in a particular career. Look, for example, to nurses. Look at people who work on the front lines, the prior heroes of last year, who now are being told, oh no, you must get this mandatory vaccine or you can't do this. Now keep in mind when we've had other mandatory vaccines instituted, there was decades of research. There was a lot of testing, there was a lot of investigation, and I think in those days there was definitely a lot less record of corruption within Big Pharma and the government than what we have today. I mean, way back when, people said thalidomide was safe. People thought FinFin was safe. Look at how many lawsuits we've had from medical problems and things going wrong. You also have, of course, the anti-vaccine people. Some of these people have some reasons for their causes. I have some friends who are against big pharma, what's on any kind of intervention on that whatsoever, who are like, yeah, we're not keen on taking experimental drugs. I have a lot of friends who are black and gee, the Tuskegee experiment, that was something that affected the black community where they basically made black prisoners get injected with syphilis and were telling them about doing treatments and all this and had all kinds of medical failures. You're welcome to research this on your own time. But basically, there is that history in this country. That was not even too many years ago. That was within the 20th century. So yeah, I could understand a black person not wanting to go get the vaccine and being a little wary of big pharma and the government. Because it's not like the government has really had their interest in mind. It's not like big pharma has been doing much to help them in the past few decades. In fact, I actually knew someone, had a client way back when, a few years back, who actually was trying to lobby to government and trying to get clinical drug trials to include black people. Because a lot of the drugs being done and a lot of the clinical studies and things being done on people do not include a lot of minorities. And he actually ran a medical newspaper, so I think he would be quite trained on that topic. He'd know something about it. He'd be a credible resource. So I find it incredible that people want to now force folk to go get the vaccine and understandably there are a lot of people who are like no we don't need to have that to go eat in a restaurant do all this and you know what if you're going to force this on us f you so fortunately and it makes my heart feel very good to hear about this people are pushing back like restaurant owners have sued there have been a lot of anti-vaccine mandate protests even in liberal new york city believe it or not 
I heard that the local chapter of Black Lives Matter actually had gone to Gracie Mansion, to Pfizer, to all these places to protest. I initially, and maybe some of you read this story, there were some people from Texas who were trying to go to this restaurant and the hostess denied them because, oh, you're not vaccinated. So then one of the members of the party actually punched out this hostess and there was a big fight and all this. And apparently BLM initially wanted to go attack this restaurant for it. And I'm like thinking, okay, if you guys want to be effective, go to de Blasio's house. Go deal with him. Go deal with the asshole who set up the mandates in the first place. Don't blame the poor hostess who apparently was Asian. Don't blame the restaurant owners who are now being forced to deal with this ridiculous regime who are having to be the vaccine police, if you will. Many places have said we're not interested in being the vaccine police. And I really feel like we should not have something in America where people are being the vaccine police. For one thing, we're talking about an ailment that is not Ebola. We're not talking about the Black Plague. We're not talking about something that kills 50% of people. We're not at that point. And, you know, there was a guy in 2014 who had Ebola in New York City and was out bowling after he came back from the trip where he got that. He was apparently a doctor. But nobody shut down the subways for that. Nobody was required to do masking. Nobody was compelled to go get a vaccine, quote unquote, to go return to daily life. We did not have lockdowns in New York. And there was some major fear and there was some panic going on in some of the people I knew. So there was definitely cause to be concerned at the time. And you're dealing with the subways every single day, which is basically most people's basic mode of transportation. There was all kinds of stuff going on. But in my years of living here, we have not had the city shut down. We've not had theaters, clubs, restaurants, all these things close. And we've certainly not seen a whole wave of homeless people dropping dead. That's kind of my concern, too, is like, okay, if this vaccine and all this masking and all these methods worked, how come if it's so dangerous and there's such a plague and we need these things, why do we still have a bunch of homeless people on the streets when they all have succumbed by now? And if they have such great immune systems that they never caught COVID and they didn't die from it, shouldn't we perhaps go and investigate these people? Like what is in their bodies? What type of changes have they had in order to be able to resist this deadly disease that's caused everybody to have to shut down their entire businesses? Hmm? Nobody's thinking about this though. And nobody has looked at common sense measures. Nobody's really done independent medical research. Nobody's done this stuff. We basically just had, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. The vaccine is safe. It's like, okay, what's your study behind that? Where's your long-term studies? I've seen none of that. There's been an increase in heart enlargement and heart ailments in young people. There have been stories of people being becoming sterile and having premenopause as a result of getting the vaccine. So, gee... You're going to, are some of you businesses and new places that want to impose this mandate, will you be paying the costs for the vaccine side effects? Will you be paying damages to some woman in her 20s who takes this and then can't have children? Are you going to pay for the teenager who ends up having heart problems or drops dead from a heart attack? I've not heard anybody say that they're going to take on those causes. I've yet to hear a single employer impose this mandate and say, oh, but we will cover your liability for that. So from a legal standpoint, I absolutely agree with the Fifth Circuit that there are some serious constitutional fallacies here, that there are serious concerns. I mean, number one, OSHA is over here commanding businesses to do this. So that's definitely a whole constitutional issue there. There's also free choice. There's bodily autonomy. There's a lot of issues here. 
And I find it incredible that other people think it's okay to tell others what to inject in their bodies, but yet they say, oh, abortion is a woman's choice. Oh, that's something that has no impact whatsoever on society, which is total bullshit. Because most women do have family members. They might have parents who'd like to have a grandbaby. They have siblings who'd like to be aunts and uncles. And even if they don't have those people around, gee, we do have a court system. We have social services. We have organizations who are already taxed to the hilt with people who've had kids that they're not taking care of. So, gee, we need more people to bring unwanted children into the world. We need more people to go neglect their kids and leave them behind and clog up the courts and have that issue going on. I don't think we need that. So, gee, if we're less concerned about people doing that stuff or you know, abortion and things like that. If we want to preserve that, why are we not preserving people's right not to take an experimental vaccine that does not have any long-term study behind it and could very well kill someone? There are people who have medical illnesses and do have conditions where they can't take the vaccine. Not to mention there are people who do have religious beliefs. So now in America, we're going to go and fringe on religious liberty. That's been something that's seriously been against the Constitution. It's been a long history of, no, we don't tamper with people's religious liberties. If you want to be a Satanist, if you want to be a Christian, if you want to be Jewish, Muslim, whatever you want to be, you have the constitutional right to do it so long as you're not going and murdering people in mass. You're not inflicting, you know, you're not killing all the animals to do human sacrifices. You're not taking peyote on the regular and going out and driving behind the wheel of a car, things like that then you get to go ahead in this country. I mean, the only religion I know of that's really even dealing with as much now is Scientology. And even there, courts have the attitude of, you know what, these people have chosen to be part of this organization. They're choosing to pay money. They're staying in this. They get to make their own rules, so on and so forth. So if we have those kinds of traditions and we're having protections there, why are we bothering people and why are we hassling them about, oh, get the vaccine, get the vaccine? What are you people going to do in 20 years time or even less time when people start dropping dead? There have been studies and there have been medical professionals who've come out and said, yeah, mRNA is dangerous and it will kill people. They had tried to do a vaccine, I believe, in the 70s or something to deal with swine flu and people died from that. They stopped that after I think 75 people had died. Yet here there could be millions of people dying. I'm pretty sure they would continue on that and push course. Plus, nobody's acknowledged the many times that Fauci or the CDC have been wrong or lied about things. Nobody's acknowledged the many, many years of big pharma corruption, cover-ups, all the lawsuits, any of that. But then the same breath, you're going to say, oh, this is safe. Oh, yeah, we should trust these people. Please. That's like telling somebody to go trust the druggie who's been high on cocaine multiple times and doesn't come to work or they've been in accidents. Oh, yes, but let's go give them a car and let them drive right? Or they're an alcoholic and they've been known to abandon their kid, but we're going to give them custody again of a child. We're going to continue this cycle and let these things happen. I was like, if you're a rational human being, you got to be hearing about this and asking yourself, really? We're going to do that? Are you dumb? <laughs> it's like, are you completely stupid or are you just so brainwashed that maybe we should, you know, we should hope for some kind of Darwin passing towards you? Hmm? And my other thought is, well, if, you know, if we're basically, and I think one of the reasons I ended up taking the vaccine actually was, well, everybody I know of has taken it. And if this is actually a plot to impose the new world order and communism, do I really want to hang around in a commie hellhole if everybody I love is dead? That's sort of the reason what ended up compelling me to get it, to be quite honest. And we actually knew someone, or at least one of my sister's friends, 
is someone who actually ended up not getting the vaccine, got COVID, had to go to the hospital, was there for quite a period of time and is now still on oxygen. And this was a young guy, healthy guy, wasn't like a smoker, wasn't diabetic, didn't have any of the health conditions. Now, if you had the health conditions, you had the risk and you wanted to take the vaccine, I say go right ahead. I think it's your constitutional right. You get to make those choices, but I don't think you should be bullied into it by peer pressure or you won't have a job or you can't work in this industry or, oh, you can't go to, you can't go to shows. You can't eat in restaurants. It's basically trying to impose a second class citizen regime. And a lot of the vaccine protesters have talked about how this is essentially trying to create segregation because guess who many people, guess what the main demographic of people who haven't gotten the vaccine are? You guessed it, minorities. And if you said African-American or black people, you'd be absolutely right there too because it's apparently a very high percentage in New York City of people in that group who don't want to take it. And as I said before, can't blame them. They've not had the government be particularly concerned about their interests. And their so-called corporate statements of last year and rioting and so forth notwithstanding, I think many people in the black community are a lot smarter than to fall for that nonsense and believe that these corporations actually give a shit about them. And I think many are much smarter than to think, oh, the government all of a sudden gives a shit about us. I don't think that's true. They were around when Obama was president. I'm sure Obama did a lot of things that didn't help them. There was actually an episode of the Boondocks where they had talked about how Obama got elected and everybody had these expectations, but afterwards it was like, oh, Obama didn't do anything for us and we didn't get to go to the inauguration and we didn't get this and we didn't get that. And if you've not seen the Boondocks, you have to check it out. I'm not talking any reboots, none of that. Find the original. Regina King does the voices of Huey and Riley. There's Granddad. John Witherspoon does his voice. There's Tom Dubois. There's Jasmine who cries a lot. There's Thugnificent. Oh my God, it's just an amazing show. It is very funny. Love this show. In fact, I showed my boyfriend the second episode of that show. It's called Guess Ho's Coming to Dinner. And he got to see the character of Pimp Named Slickback, voiced by Cat Williams. Again, he actually thought it was funny too, I think. So I'm like, yeah, a Pimp Named Slickback is probably one of the funniest characters on there. There's all kinds of stuff there, but you got to see it. But they did a whole episode about this and how the black community was not really benefited so much by Obama being elected. He wasn't really looking out for their interests, if you will. So yeah, I think many people are much smarter than to think, oh, there's a minority sitting in the mayor's chair, sitting in this city con- city council chair, wherever, and just because they, they say I have the same skin color, they give a shit about us. No, that's not true. That would be me, like me saying, oh, just because somebody's a natural redhead, they give a shit about me. That's total bullshit. In fact, I would tell you from my own personal experience, some of the conflicts I've had with people were also redheads. Like my aunt, who I really don't deal with, who hasn't shown that much interest in my life, she's a redhead. So yeah, that blows your theory out of the water. And I don't really like this notion of, oh, you've got this same hair color. Oh yeah, we're going to be buddies. That's not really true. Like I'm even in this group in Facebook that was called for real redheads only. And there were people who were like, oh, I don't get deserve to be attacked because I dyed my hair. And it's like, are you going around and trying to say that you have the same lived experience with your blonde hair that you have that I have with my red hair just because you used to be redhead and you're choosing to go blonde? Because if you're saying that, yeah, you're an asshole. You deserve to be attacked. 
Or are you the blonde who has now dyed their hair red and you're trying to talk about your experiences as a redhead and saying, oh yes, I understand what that's like when you never grew up with childhood bullying, you never had to deal with people ostracizing you for it, and you never had to deal with any of that shit or getting weird looks from people. You're not in the same boat. Don't pretend you are. So one of the things I could tell you about my own experience in my childhood, it was typically people in the black community who were nice to us. That's where a lot of my friends were. We even had family friends who were, who happened to be black. In fact, one of them was actually my dad's truck driving buddy named Joe Massenberg, who was half black, half Native American. We even lived on a military base when I was a little kid. We had neighbors who were black. So yeah, I had that contact with minorities very, very early on. And it was usually the black people who were nice to us. It was often the white people who treated us like shit. Because as far as they were concerned, it's like, you're not one of us. But I was never made to feel that way with my black friends and in the black community. I've never been treated that way. I have never had them try to look at me like, oh, you're a natural redhead. You're some space alien. I think I've only had one person, and this was like some crude high school guy, who was like, does the carpet match the drapes? And this was like some bullying asshole jerk. But most of the bullying asshole jerks were the white kids. They were most of the ones asking those kinds of crude questions and looking at you like you're a space alien. I didn't really deal with that with other minorities because I think they kind of know what that feeling is like. And I think they kind of understand what it means when people start treating you like you're an oddity or they look at you with those space alien looks. I think they get it because they've had to deal with that experience. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to go bother them. Like the whole hair debate too. Like I'm like, yeah, I don't think we should be hassling people about their hairstyles as long as it's clean. We're not smelling the funk of your hair everywhere. You don't have bugs crawling out of it. I don't really care. That's kind of how I am. I'm also very lax when it comes to dress codes, too. I'm like, okay, as long as we're not seeing your private parts. You don't have boobs and nipples showing. You don't have, like, your bottom half hanging out. We don't see your ass cheeks when you're walking. Things like that. It's like, otherwise, yeah, I'm for a reasonable person's dress code. But, yeah, I find the vaccine mandate thing to be ridiculous. And, in fact, I am definitely anti-mandate. I will say that right now. So I do not believe in, oh yeah, let's force medicine that nobody has any long-term studies, nobody's accepting liability for injuries on. I don't think we should be imposing that on people. How about some of these companies and maybe the government should start accepting liability? If they did that, I think it would engender a lot more public trust in the whole thing. And I think it would also motivate more people to want to get that if an employer said that, or even if an employer said, okay, if you choose not to get the vaccine and you get sick, we're not going to pay for any kind of illness. We're not going to do that stuff. You know, if they say, okay, we don't want to give you, I don't know about we don't want to give you sick time, but like, okay, we don't want to pay all these costs. Or you have to be liable for stuff if there's injury caused and things like that. It's like, okay, fine. People are accepting the responsibility. They're choosing whether to get it or not. Now you're making it a fair choice. But when you say, get this vaccine or you can't have a job and by the way if you get injured from it we're not doing shit for you we're not going to even pay you two cents we'll just let you out initially when you have to quarantine but we're not going to worry about long-term side effects or if you end up becoming sterile or something like this it's like yeah that's really crappy you should not be doing that there needs to be accountability and i'm seeing no accountability so far i was also reading an article earlier about the mask mandates and people asking, okay, when are the mask mandates going to end? Where's our end point? What's our end date? I would like to know this too. Because it seems like at this point, there's been nothing but wishy-washiness. And it's not become 
As others have said, it's not about a vaccine anymore. This is simply about an attempt to control. It's an attempt to abuse. It's an attempt to impose a communist world. And guess what? This isn't China. Maybe if you like China so much and you want to force things on people, how about you move to China? And if the vaccine works so well, let's see how the COVID rates have been in Israel, China, many of these places where they don't have a United States constitution and people have to get it. And I do also agree that you don't necessarily have a fundamental right to impose American values on other countries. So if you want to travel internationally, yeah, go get that vaccine because you don't have a fundamental right to go impose the American constitution or expect it to apply in other countries. So I feel like that's very different from domestic travel or going to school here or going to work here. So that's a little different than, say, going to meet your buddy in another country. So that's where I'll leave you with.